What makes a song perfect? Does it get stuck in your head? Give you all the feels? Make you get up and dance? Is it just personal taste? Join us as we attempt to answer these questions and more. This is The Perfect Song. Welcome to the Gen Explainers podcast. I'm here again with Al. Hello. And Mike. Hi. <laughs> Let's say that again. Hi. <laughs> Don't say it that way. Hi. We, we've recruited a mouse. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're here to look at the song Sweet Dreams Are Made of This by Eurythmics. Uh, this song came out in uh, 1983. Uh, it was written by Annie Lennox and David A. Stewart. Um, the genre is synth pop, new wave. Um, it did very well. It went to number two in UK and number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, largely, in, uh, largely because of a music video that was iconic and played on MTV a lot and very cool. I love the video. Some of them want to use you. Some of them want to get used by you. Some of them want to abuse you. Some of them want to be abused. A little background on the on the song. They were sort of being they were very frustrated with their music career at this time. And I think uh, Annie Lennox has said that uh, the song is an expression. Uh, this is a quote, actually. She was she was quoted saying, "I was feeling very vulnerable. The song was an expression of how I felt, how I felt, hopeless and nihilistic." And uh, Stewart had got some new. He got a loan to get some new gear, and he was playing around with it. And he uh, he sort of happened upon that keyboard bass line. And uh, Annie was like, what is that? That's kind of cool. So yeah, she wrote the lyrics and then David A. Stewart said, you know, that's kind of depressing. I'm going to write a little bridge in here. And that's that part in the song that says, hold your head up, keep your head up. He wrote that because he felt it was too, too sad. Very popular song, um, number three fifty six on Rolling Stone's five hundred greatest songs of all time. Uh, just in twenty twenty, it was uh, inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame, which I didn't even know was a thing. Just some invented invented showbiz thing. And in twenty twenty three, which is which is now, uh, it was selected by the U.S. Library of Congress for preservation in the National Recording Registry. So it's a bona fide, you know, it's it's certified by the U.S. government. Even though it was made by a British band. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, hey, I don't know how these things work. It's your tax dollars at work. That's all I know. Um, so let me just throw it to you guys after that. Uh, let's go to Mike. Um, I do not remember what I felt about it back when it first came out. Um, 
I was doing research on it this week. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and you mentioned that it was like very, uh, when when she wrote it, it was kind of a depressing thing. I, I read that she wrote it when they had just had a balls out argument. <laughs> right. And they had uh, recently broken up, I believe, as a couple. Yeah. So she was lying on the floor and then heard him experimenting with sounds in the other room. And like, oh, that sounds interesting. And then she got up and they started working together again after this this big argument. And that's that's how the song came about. I think that the song works so well on many levels. Um, musically, I'm not a huge fan of the re repetition of it. But the thing is, is that there's something that speaks to it lyrically about this never-ending like search for contentment that people have. And... There's something about it where even though you your life is going to shit, you're still searching for something larger. And that's what the film kind of says to me. Or not film. <laughs> the song says to me. I don't watch Wait too many movies. You watched the movie. You did the wrong thing. You're supposed to listen to the song. <laughs> I, I I don't know why I said film because maybe because. Because you've been watching hundreds I've been of watching, movies. I've been watching way too many movies. Yeah. Anyway. The, 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 that's what the song says to me. And I, I cannot tell you what I felt when I first heard it because it's been way too long. <laughs> but I can certainly tell you what it still speaks to nowadays, um, like 40 years later. And it still is something that's relevant to how people respond to it and how people feel. So, Okay, cool. How about you, Al? Uh, I, I don't know if I remember the exact moment I first heard it or anything like that, but I know that it was most likely on MTV. Hello, I'm Annie Lennox. And I'm David Allen Stewart, Esquire. And we are Eurythmics. Sweet dreams are made of these. Everything's in stereo on MTV music television. There are certain songs that because of the time they were released and the popularity of MTV, I can't divorce the song from the video. And this was a video that was played a lot. And it's very striking. And Annie Lennox is very striking, both visually and vocally. And I definitely remember wanting to listen to more Eurythmics because her voice is so good and the music. I really like the music. Uh, I know the repetition doesn't do much for Mike, but it does for me. And as far as I'm concerned, songs can't be sad enough. So <laughs> I had no problem with it being, uh, you know, bleak. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with bleak, but also, you know, when I was that age and probably still to this day, I seek out things that are a little bit, I like things that are a little bit off the beaten track. And so this was right up my alley and and i love the synthesizer on it i love the whole thing yeah i definitely the first time i uh heard it was definitely the, the music video um and again really memorable really striking just the imagery and you know it was weird and i'm like this is i, I love the weird things you know the things that were different it wasn't just like a band in a studio with lighting and smoke doing a song right. you know yeah. which yeah, it was actually a visually interesting, and again, it's it just tied in with the song. Now is that video? It's it's intrinsic. It's just locked together, and uh, the video was great. 
I thought her androgynous look was the coolest thing ever. I'm like, yeah. I, and I, I think there was some controversy about it in certain circles. I'm like, and even then I'm like, what, what people, what the hell, you know, I thought she looked cool, you know, and that weird guy just sitting there with the glasses typing on his drum machine thing. I'm like, yeah. And then there's cows walking <laughs> around the boardroom. Isn't that great? I don't know what's going on, but I love it. Well, the cows <laughs> are in charge. It's their business. I get it now. <laughs> um, I love I love the synth sound and the and the catchy line, the synth line. Um, I don't find it repetitive because actually I think it does move through some some movements. Um, you get the I mean it starts off with just your basic driving uh, based synth line, and then and I've always loved this when when something kind of mechanical and repetitive comes up with comes up against. Uh, a voice that is just amazingly soulful and great. I love that kind of juxtaposition. But then, you know, you get the, and then you get kind of a breakdown where she does like a layered vocal thing. One one side of her earphones are going, ooh, ooh, like that. And the other one, she's doing kind of a. Her voice, her voice is fantastic. One of my favorite voices in music be honest um and then yeah you get back to the verse but then you get that sort of more upbeat bridge um that uh, Stuart put in uh and then it goes back to sort of like just the bass drum with the verse bass drum there's no real drum within a mile of this but you know what i mean um <laughs> and then it kind of works its way back up for the end and then fades out i think structurally it works really well because it, it surprises you enough, but it really just holds you in line with that. Don't you know that's just that beat is such a. Uh, it's a comforting beat, you know the beats per minute. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I I love the song when I first heard. I still love it. Uh, I bought their first album on vinyl on the strength of the song, and I think that first album is extremely good. I. I think Mike, you had an idea to do a show episodes, uh, the perfect album. I would, I would submit that album actually. It does have one of my favorite songs of theirs, which is Jennifer. Jennifer's, <laughs> oh, a, album. Jennifer's a great which, which song. Is, which, which is one of my favorite songs of theirs, which got no airplay at all. I know it's a great song. It, but I, I, when I said repetitive, I mean the music itself in the song is repetitive. But it is the the fact that Eddie Lennox's voice becomes an instrument in the song makes it less repetitive because of that reason she she her voice is an instrument um as opposed to a lot of songs that would probably will end up talking about i don't think the voices necessarily are instruments they i mean they are yes of course oh i would just just to put my take on that is i think most pop and rock songs are not actually sung by singers quote unquote yeah. but that is a real but annie lennox has a real singing voice yeah. i mean obviously there are some that are for sure but a lot of pop and rock songs are not sung well. Yeah, so. I, I would agree with that, yes. Yeah. It's funny, the content of the lyrics work well with the video. Again, I, like Alan said, I can't think, you know, take the video out of my head as I'm thinking about it, but like, you know, you know, very ironic, you know, sweet dreams are made of this. Well, who am I to disagree? And you're showing this sort of, you know, you know, this woman in a suit with like a, a cane hitting it on the table, and like these images of like people uh, walking to work and stuff. It just, it's, 
again, it, as a whole, it was like a whole package of a very interesting, interesting concepts. Um, and the video worked with it, and it, it just sort of affected the way I hear the song if it were on the radio or if I played it at home. We hope you're enjoying this Gen Explainers podcast. Remember to find us and follow us on social media. Give us a like, a follow, or support us on Patreon. And we'd much appreciate a five-star rating on the podcast platform of your choice. Now, let's get back to the show. Is this a perfect song? I say yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think about it? Alan? Oh, you are... <laughs> I will stand up, coward. coward. Uh, Be prepared I... to fight. <laughs> I love this song. I think it's a great song. It's not my favorite Eurythmic song, but I I do love it. And, you know, I, I have to confess, I struggle with this idea of, like, whether a song is a perfect song or not. Of course. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing, and it's a great song. So I'm going to go ahead and say it is. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that it's a perfect new wave song from that era. Um, I, I only reason I struggle with this is because I do feel when I listen to it, I don't, I, I, I don't think that I could listen to it endlessly. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, your criteria. (laughs) Well, no, I, 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 I get tired of the song and a lot of songs where I think of that perfection, I think of a song that I could listen to over and over and over again. Mm. This is not a song that I could do that with. Um, it's it's redundancy is it, it it wears on me a bit, um, which is fine. I don't, you know, basically. Uh, I guess I do, I guess I do. I I was about ready to say I don't uh, discount it for that reason. I guess I do because I just about to lead into that. Um, I do feel it's a great song. I just don't think it's a perfect song. All right. All right. Well, I'll be down in about an hour to kick your ass. No. <laughs> um, I totally see that. And again, like Alan mentioned, the, the whole concept uh, of a perfect song is, is, a, is a slippery one. And that's part of the fun of the podcast. Um, uh, it, it does feel they, fun. They, they, can't see your, they can't see your face, just so you know that. <laughs> they will if I put it on YouTube. But I made Ooh. a funny face, everybody. Um, anyway, okay. Well, fair enough. Uh, great. Uh, great discussion on this great song and uh, thanks for listening say goodbye guys bye goodbye guys <laughs> and we'll see you next time on the perfect song thank you for listening to this gen explainers podcast follow us on instagram and friend us on facebook just search for gen explainers and find us on patreon where you can support the channel and gain access to extended cuts of the podcast as well as exclusive bonus content. See you next time.